Welcome to Yavasta. I'm your host, Jessica Reyes-Sungreth. I am a journalist by trade, currently working out of Washington, D.C. I'm also a second-generation Mexican-American from El Paso, Texas, and I'm a fierce advocate for legal immigration reform. I've launched uh, Yavasta because I'm a pretty good journalist, and I have a lot of ideas and opinions that I need to share. I also frequently find myself in a state of existential fear and anxiety um, for many reasons, but of the vast array of issues to dig into, today I'm choosing the one that really relates to my personal experience. I don't want to go too much into my personal experience um, because I think we have a lot of ground to cover without doing that. I will say that I guess under former President Barack Obama, I had hoped that his harsh immigration policies would at least satisfy Republicans in their need for national security reinforced at the border, um, that that would bring them to the table to finally agree to reform our legal immigration system, which has long been plagued with backlogs and bureaucracy. But I was naive. Our system has for decades failed to realize the benefits that a more fluid system of migration has to offer economically, culturally, and socially. Um, I believe, and there is research to back me up, um, that humans are most creative and ingenuitive when their view of the world embraces its variance and its diversity. Several studies um, show that teams of individuals with different backgrounds consistently outperform homogenous ones. You can look up the work of Dr. Scott Page if you're more interested. Um, We are all preset, I think, for the most part, with the worldview that we were brought up into. Uh, But that doesn't make it the only one or the right one. The human brain performs better when its preconceived notions are challenged. Over time, and with critical thinking, new ideas are born. This is the underlying notion that I believe supports a policy that embraces migration and cultural diversity. And also, diversity is beautiful. Cultural diversity, gender diversity, and diversity in all its forms um, that capture the range of humanity. I think that's beautiful and worth preserving, embracing. Um, In this podcast, through interviews, current events, and even my own research and ideas, we'll talk about all the ways immigration is woven into the thread of American history. We'll talk about how it shapes our perceptions generation by generation. And we'll talk about the trauma of separation, both forced and voluntary. We'll try to figure out how we got here and how we can get to someplace better which I think is what we are all generally doing. Um, But don't get me wrong. I am absolutely terrified when I think about the expanse of this issue and its complexities, and also the speed at which it feels like we are hurtling into violent and dangerous territory. I shut down often. Um, My own anxiety and fear of failure Um, have kept me 
let's see, pontificating over this podcast for like the last year. I think um, it's been through several iterations in my head and it's finally taken, I don't know, some overcoming to, uh, to be here recording myself right now. But I think being afraid is human and part of the reason we're in this mess has a lot to do with fear. Fear is normal, um, but I think that what we do with that fear has the ultimate consequence. If we are not careful, fear can breed pain, and there's plenty of that to go around. But I think if we can understand and identify our negative feelings, mostly as coming out of fear or pain, then we can more readily replace those feelings with inquiry and empathy. And that's another reason I'm doing this podcast. Yavasta is the name of a book I picked up over a decade ago before um, I randomly bought myself a bus ticket and took a very spontaneous trip by myself to Mexico. Um, Yavasta is a phrase deployed by Zapatista Sancomandante Insurgente Marcos in the fight for indigenous rights for the, for the Zapatistas in Chiapas, Mexico. Yavasta itself roughly translates as meaning enough is enough or literally now is enough. Um, the book contains a bunch of letters from Marcos in one dated August 1995. Marcos writes, uh, the great international criminal, money, today has a name that reflects the incapacity of power to create new things. Today is July 4th, 2019, and there is a lot of news to digest. In media reports, it's important to remember that there is a growing private industry that has a clear financial incentive to detain and imprison as many people as possible for as long as possible. Private contractors are currently holding about 70% of migrants in custody. It's not just government contractors like Halliburton International GEO Group and CoreCivic that stand to benefit, but the banks that lend to them, like SunTrust, PNC, and foreign institutions like Barclays and BNP Paribas. Part of what you can do is divest from these companies if you have any interest or accounts with them. Under pressure, Bank of America and JP Morgan have both said publicly they will no longer finance these facilities. The reason, though, that these facilities and the banks that lend to them are allowed to benefit to the extent that they do is because of this administration's politically motivated policies to further cripple the legal immigration process that we have in place today. U.S. immigration courts are today facing a record-breaking backlog. According to Transactional Records Access Clearinghouse, a total of 424 judges are facing a backlog of nearly 900,000 cases on active dockets as of the end of April, not even counting the hundreds of thousands of pending cases. The three largest immigration courts were so under-resourced that hearing dates were being scheduled as far out as 2023. While our courts lack the resources to hire new staff and judges, the administration continues to push orders without Congress ever passing a law to limit their ability to make case-by-case -case decisions. 
The administration also continues to push orders expanding the bureaucratic process for asylum seekers and the placement of unaccompanied minors with sponsors. Through increased vetting and tighter restrictions on paperwork, the Trump administration is strategically creating a bottleneck out of our legal immigration system that enables longer detentions. Any attempt by the media to say that there are two sides to the unsanitary and inhumane conditions in the temporary detention of migrants and the separation of children from their parents and guardians is wrong. It's bad journalism. There are standards out there that our federal agencies are required to uphold. The media is allowing these agencies to say that it's about money, that they just don't have enough of it. While an industry emerges that's reaping profits off of the unnecessary detention of individuals and the denial by our government of their basic human rights. Meanwhile, the budget for the Department of Homeland Security is now the third largest federal agency budget after Defense and Veterans Affairs and taxpayers are spending more today on border security and immigration than ever before, even while border apprehensions are not as high as they were in the early 2000s. I want to encourage you in this episode to donate to the American Civil Liberties Union and Northwest Immigration Rights Project. These two groups were successful this week in challenging the administration's policy of holding asylum seekers without bail. In her decision, uh, U.S. District Judge Marsha Petchman said that the administration's policy is unconstitutional, finding that migrants seeking asylum in the U.S. have a right to due process, which includes a hearing before a neutral decision maker to assess the necessity of their detention and a likelihood of success on the merits of that issue. The truth, however, is that detention is rarely necessary. The overwhelming majority of immigrants entering the U.S. statistically commit less crime than U.S. citizens. And that's not even imploring your empathy. That's just a fact. That doesn't even begin to touch on the inhumanity of criminalizing people for fleeing injustice, poverty, and violence, or simply seeking work to make a better life for their families. It doesn't scrape the surface of the irony that many migrants are native to this land that their ancestors walked across these two continents for hundreds of centuries before we even got here. It doesn't even begin to touch on the cruelty it takes to separate a mother from her child and the trauma and damage that creates. And it's also true that most immigrants try to pay their taxes and file for the necessary paperwork to reside and work legally in the US. Not to mention that we have labor shortages The point is, people want to be here illegally. They want to do it the right way. But we have an immigration system that makes that virtually impossible and instead inflicts harm on them. Now, there's a lot more ground to cover and a lot more, I have to say. It's easy to get lost in the details on this subject. But for the sake of everybody's mental health, including my own, uh, I prefer to be careful and meticulous. I hope to bring you much more in the future to get to the granularity of this conversation. I haven't thought of how I'm supposed to sign off now, um, so I'll leave you with this. I hope that I can provide something valuable to you and that together we can actualize a more compassionate world. Please follow me on Twitter at Yasika Sun 
Thank you for joining me on Yavasta. Thank you to all my friends who have listened to me over the last year struggle to make this thing happen. You know who you are. I love you. Until next time.